Hello and welcome to Q&A with the Doc. Today the Doc is in to answer the question, is the phrase, God won't give us more than we can handle, in the Bible? Let's hear what he has to say. Is the phrase, God won't give us more than we can handle, in the Bible? If not, does the Bible teach this principle? All right, I want you to listen uh, to the podcast and really understand why I'm giving the answer that I'm giving. But I'm going to give you the answer first off. God won't give us more than we can handle. That phrase is not in the Bible. Nor does the Bible teach this to be a principle true for you and me. Uh, On the contrary, the Bible teaches that we need God's help. That we cannot handle life, at least not in a way that would honor God, on our own. And that temptations, that trials, that difficulties, as they come, we handle them much greater if we depend on God when we go through them. Let let me explain using a verse that, that I think is probably why some people would ascribe to the principle that God won't give us more than we can handle. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, writes this. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Now, please understand, this is the first part of the verse. There's another sentence that comes after that's included in the context of this verse that without it, we might actually think that we can handle anything or that God won't give us more than we can handle. Again, listen to it. No temptation, all right, nothing has happened to us except what is common. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted or go through beyond what you can bear. So on the surface, or at first, it appears that God won't give us more than we can handle. However, we have to read the entire verse to understand that that is not what the Apostle Paul was teaching those in Corinth, nor is it what the Bible says to you and me today. So the whole verse reads this way, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So what that's saying is things are going to happen that are common to all men. We're going to face temptations, challenges, difficulty, trials that's not necessarily unique to us in that other people have faced similar experiences difficult ones that we experience. And God is faithful. He won't let us go through anything that we can't handle with His help. The last part of the verse clearly indicates that we need God's help as we move through difficult times so that we'll become better on the other side of them rather than becoming bitter. So the last part of the verse says, but when you are tempted or when you face these trials or temptations or difficult circumstances, it says He, that's God, will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The way out is provided by God, not by our own self-determination, not by our own strength, not by our own will. It is the grace of God that carries us through these difficult times. In the New Testament, Paul continues to write about how grace, which is God's righteousness at Christ's expense through faith in Christ, we can receive grace not just for salvation, but also to sustain us through the difficult 
challenges life. Paul writes about that in 2 Corinthians, his second letter to the church at Corinth, chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. He continues this thought that when tough times come, it is God who gives us the strength. It's not that God gives us, doesn't give us more than we can handle. It's that God won't give us more than we can handle with His help. Listen to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Paul had just uh, finished writing about an experience that he had, whether in spirit or in body. He says that he was taken up to the third heavens. In other words, Paul had been taken to the very presence of God, and God gave him a glimpse of what the future would be like when we all get to heaven so that he could continue to teach us here on earth. And after receiving that, he was worried about uh, um, gaining a level of arrogance or, or pride that could hurt his life and his ministry. In, in verse 7, it says this, Therefore, after he had experienced this, it says, Therefore, in order to keep me, that's Paul, from becoming conceited, I was giving a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. So Paul says to keep him from being dependent on himself, from living as if he did not need God's help, God allowed a difficulty to happen in his life. It was so bad, so tough, so hard, that it would, Paul referred to it as a messenger of Satan. And he said it tormented him, meaning that it was a very difficult time. Continuing in verse 8, Paul says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord, please remove this from me. In verse 9, here's what I want us to get. But God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Paul realized this and said, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So the original question is the phrase, God won't give us more than we can handle in the Bible. No, it's not, and the, nor is the principle taught either. On the contrary, when we understand what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10, and what Paul experienced in 2 Corinthians 12, we read it is the grace of God that gives us what we need to handle life's difficulties. When life is challenging, it's not greater determination that will actually see us through so that we become better and not bitter on the other side. It is the very grace of God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God said, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. God's not looking for ability in people. He's looking for availability. If we would come to God and say, God, I am at your mercy. Work in me and work through me. No matter what life throws at us, no matter how difficult it would be, God will give us the power to overcome that circumstance, that situation, that difficulty, that temptation. But it's not in our own strength. It is the very power of God that's extended us through grace. And when we understand this, when we pray for this, when we operate in it, then God allows us to move forward. Let's not be so arrogant that we think that we can handle anything without God's help. Proverbs 8, 13 says, God hates pride. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. 
when you're facing a difficult circumstance, surrender to the Lord in that moment and say, God, please give me the strength to overcome this difficulty, this pain, this challenge, this torment, whatever it is. And the Bible teaches God will extend to you the grace necessary to receive victory in that. I want to read for you one more illustration. So that was a New Testament illustration. Let's go back and look at the history of Israel and understand a story that gives us a little insight that this is the way God has always operated with His people. So in Exodus chapter 17, God is speaking to Moses on behalf of the nation Israel. And he tells Moses to lead them with what some would refer to as the rod of God. Some translations say the staff of God. And this staff of God represented the very power of God. So in verse 8 and following, here's the story. It says the Amalekites, these were the enemies of Israel. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. They had already been freed from Egypt and Moses was leading them toward the promised land. And they were at Rephidim being attacked by the Amalekites. In verse 9, Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Remember, the staff of God represented the power of God. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up on top of the hill. Get, don't miss this part, starting in verse 11. As long as Moses held up his hands... The Israelites were winning. Remember, he was holding in his hands the rod of God, which represented the power of God. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. In other words, Israel didn't have the power of God. So they were powerless to receive victory without God's help. Verse 12, Moses' hands grew tired, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands one on each side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So how did Joshua and the army of Israel overcome the powerful army of the Amalekites? It was not in their own strength. It was not in their own power. It was only the power of God that gave them what they needed to overcome their difficulty, which were the Amalekites in this time. As a result of this, so that you and I would remember even to this day, as well as for the benefit of God's people at that moment, Moses, according to Exodus 17, 15, built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. In the Hebrew, which is what Exodus was written in, that is Jehovah, or excuse me, Yahweh Nisi, or Jehovah Nisi. Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Friend, if we'll operate daily coming before Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner, and operate under His power and with His power, there is nothing that life will not, that will throw at us that we cannot handle. But understand that is because of the power of God working in us and working through us, not because of our own strength. Wrap up uh, with this thought. God gives us more than we can handle. Is that in the Bible? 
or excuse me, God won't give us more than we can handle. Is that in the Bible? No, it's not in the Bible. On the contrary, we face things consistently as we go through life that we really cannot handle in a way that would make us better, that would give us uh, a brighter day unless we fully depend on the Lord Jesus Christ. There are three promises concerning life's difficulties that I see in Scripture. If you'd like to read about those, you can go to my website, drshawnkills.com, and look under a blog there dated May 17th, 2021, and I share three promises that God gives us in the Scripture so that we can handle whatever come life, whatever life throws at us as long as we fully depend on Him. Thanks for the questions. Appreciate them. Please continue to send them in. Whatever you do, though, as we wrap up this podcast, remember God loves you and so do we. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us on Q&A with the Doc. If you have any questions for Dr. Sean, you can send him a message on social media at at Dr. Sean Keels or send him an email at seankeels at gmail.com. 